Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for every single person gathering together online today. And I just pray you'd take these words and your scriptures and you'd do Lord, a, a good and positive and even powerful work in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's get straight into it. You know, on October 7, in the year 2000, I, Darren Francis Bunnell, said yes to Bronwyn Hillary Harper Knight. What a beautiful name. And, you know, that yes to my wife on our wedding day has absolutely changed my life from that moment to this. It's, it's, it's shaped it, it's directed it uh, right until this moment, and it will for the rest of my days. Well, that, that, that's just one example of the power of that word, yes. Yes and no, a, a very powerful word. So much of life is shaped, it's directed and even defined by our yeses and our noes. And so today I want to talk to you about yes, uh, about yes in your life and specifically about your next yes to God. Have you ever thought about that? Your next yes to God. I wonder what your next yes to God might be. And so, you, you know, as we think about that, maybe you're here today and you're like, well, Darren, uh, I'm not even familiar with that idea. That's foreign to me. Or maybe you're here today and you're very familiar with the idea of our next yes to God. And so whatever the case, I think this is going to profoundly help you. And, and some of you are going to be surprised that uh, there is a next yes to God. And, and some of you are going to realize that the next yes to God is right in front of you. And for some of us, the next yes to God is something we're moving towards, even if we don't know what it is yet. So as we think about it today, your next yes to God, I wonder what your next yes to God might be because it's important in our lives. And so, you know, our next yes to God might be uh, cause a rerouting in a God direction. Our, our next yes to God might be uh, as a result of, you know, we started out saying like, yes to God, yes, yes, yes. And then suddenly those yeses turned to negotiations or became yes and no. And, and then eventually what happens is we don't even get to asking the yes. It's just no before we begin. I wonder uh, where you're up to in terms of that. And today's a great opportunity to say our next yes to God. For some people, you've been saying yes to God for years and years. And, and this next yes to God is just a part of the collective that is an extension of you being said uh, by God that you are the those who he would say, well done, good and faithful servant to. And for some of you, some of us, the, the next yes to God in front of us is going to be a yes that actually becomes a catalyst moment into our God appointed next. I'm not sure what your next yes is, but I know that it's coming towards you. And your next yes to God can be powerful and profound in our life. Um, so as we think about it today, I wonder what your next yes to God is. And as we think about that, let's, let's go to scripture. And I want to show you two contrasting responses to God's invitation. Luke chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus is speaking. It says, Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited. He said, come, everything's ready. 
but they all alike began to make excuses. That's what Jesus calls them, excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. So, so please excuse me. Notice the politeness. Notice the very reasonable and considered way in which the excuse, as Jesus calls it, is given. And then the, the, there's the next one. He says, um, another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to, to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I, I just got married uh, and I can't come. And, you know, when you think about that person, surely they've got a reason to go. No doubt they've received a gift that they don't love, they'll never use. And, well, this is an opportunity to rewrap it and, you know, uh, put it on forward to the next person. So all these reasons why they can't come. And then the servant came back and reported this to the master. And the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out and quickly, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the towns and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. And the scripture goes on and Jesus tells a story about, so you know that the banquet hall will be full. And then he talks about dealing with those who said no. And, and what we get here is a story that's talking about God's invitation to us and the human response to him. And specifically the, the human no, you know, the, the reason given, the excuse given that's polite, considered, etc., etc. But um, and, and people telling themselves a story to, cons uh, to, to convince themselves of a bad decision to never say, to, to say no to God. I mean, it's just never a good idea. Now let's contrast that. Let's contrast it with this. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 8 and 9. It's a moment with the pro prophet Isaiah and he's, he's having a dream or a vision. I'm not sure which one. And it says this, this is what's going on right in the middle of it. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, God, send me. And he said, yes, go and say to this people, listen carefully, um, li say to this people, listen carefully, but do not understand. Watch closely, but never learning. And, and so we get this picture of God is in his um, dream or in his vision. And he speaks to the young prophet Isaiah and says, uh, who, who will I send? Like there's a crowd of people there, but, but you get the impression it's only Isaiah. And Isaiah says, oh, God says, send me. I'm your guy. Yes, Lord. And, and immediately without any of the detail, without any understanding of what this yes fully means, Isaiah recognizes that this is God speaking to him and his response to what God asked him is a yes. And, and, and I, I think we want to be those kinds of people. I absolutely know that God is working in me and in you to bring us to the, our next yes to God. And so let me give you some thoughts on your next yes to God, or my next yes to God, and, and, and how to go about it. Um, here's, here's the first one. Number one, keep it simple. And we see that here with uh, the prophet Isaiah. Just keep it simple. Is God asking? Well, my answer is yes. Um, who will go for us? Yeah, I'll go. Or send me. I'm your guy, God. Let, let, yes, I'm in. And so uh, as we think about that, just keep it simple. Don't, don't overthink our next yes to God, uh, just to keep it simple. And, you know, God, 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 God is not always interested in, uh, you know, all of our opinion, all of our questions, but, but he is interested in our full surrender. 
If we need the full detail, God will give it. But if we don't, sometimes he'll withhold it. What he's looking for is faith and obedience that rises and just says yes to God. So, so let's just keep it simple. Um, Jesus in Matthew 5.37 says, but let your statement be yes or no. Affirm yes or affirm no. Anything else, he goes on to say, is from the evil one. It's, it's like you let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And as it relates to God, let it be a yes. Let's keep it simple. Has God asked something of me? Uh, from his word, by his spirit, through a prompting, a stirring, a dream, a vision, like Isaiah the prophet. Yes, God, send me. Yes, God, I'm in. Um, let's keep it simple. Uh, you know that, that in my dealings with this idea, I've never found a reason to say no to God, that, that he would go, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't consider that. I didn't think of that. Or, or Darren... You're right. No, no, it's yes to God uh, and, and keeping it simple. Let's not complicate it. Let's not try and negotiate it. Let's, let's not delay on it. You know, I've known people um, confronted with um, decisions from Scripture, simple things like God first giving, you know, where they'll spend weeks, months, years, decades, lifetimes negotiating, contemplating, and, you know, not making decisions when really let's just keep it simple. Is it in God's word? Has he spoken by his spirit? Do I sense a prompting? Has God made something known to me? Yes, God. My next yes to God. God, I'm in. So what's your next yes to God? What, what, what might it be? Let's keep it simple. That's number one. Here's number two. Number two is it's coming. It's coming. Um, at this very moment, we, we are moving towards our next opportunity to say yes to God. And I love that idea. What, what a privilege. What, what, what incredible uh, potential. What, a, what, what an opportunity it is to be moving towards our next yes to God. And like I said before, that, that yes might be a catalyst moment. It might be pivotal in our development. It might establish us as the trusted of God who are, can be trusted with more, the proven of God who can live out God-appointed purpose, you know, all kinds of things. And so, you know, thinking about my own life and thinking about your life, uh, the idea that, that it's, always, um, it's always coming towards us, it's always coming to all, or maybe more accurately, we are moving towards our next yes to God. Um, I wonder what that is for you. But no, it's coming. I was 21 years old when I really um, committed my life to Jesus in a significant and, and, and genuine way. And, uh, you know, that was a yes to God. I, I can remember it so clearly. Yes, I was just like, yes, God, I'm in. And, and then uh, over the next little period of time, just the next few months, there was that, I learned about baptism and I just went, yes to God. No, no, no long negotiation, no need to delay, yes to God. And, and then there was, there was church, you know, and, and in those early days, I remember reading the scriptures and famously Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 24 and 25 and reading and going, yeah, I, I'm just yes to church. Since I was 21, I can't remember being in my hometown uh, for, on a weekend and, and asking myself, will I go to church today? It was just a yes to God. I'd read it in scripture and I was in, yes to God. And what an impacting part of my life that's been. And now for my wife and for my family, my kids, 
You know, it's just been so powerful in our life to wake up every Sunday. Well, most of the time, two and three times on a Sunday. And just it's just a yes. It's yes to God over what he's revealed from his word. And, and then I remember not long after that, there was tithing. Oh, the big one, tithing, giving God of my finance, honoring God with my finance. And, and I remember reading it in the pages of the Bible and thought, yes, I'm in. It's yes to God. And, and yes to God had become so powerful in our life. But you know, not long after that was a, as a, big, was a big one. Um, he, my son, Lachlan, he's, uh, he's 16, 15, somewhere there, and 15. And Lockie, you know, he will train two and three times a day for rugby league. He'll get up and do cardio in the morning, weights in the afternoon, skills after that, like multiple days a week. He'll, he'll do at least two of them pretty well every day of the week except for one. He loves footy. And when I was young, I loved footy too. I loved it as much as he did. And I remember uh, I was playing at a team, I was getting paid, etc. And my club had just had a call from uh, an NRL club to say, hey, do you think Daz is ready? And uh, they were having a conversation. And, and so everything looked promising. And in those days, I was young, I was working on the night shift for dairy farmers. And, and I was just in my head, I had this thought come in. And it was like this old man saying to me, Darren, you can marry my daughter if you're ready to give up footy. And in my head, I just went, well, I would do that. And before I could blink, breathe a breath or think another thought, this thought came rushing to my mind. Well, do it for me. And, and I remember going in that moment going, no, 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 anything but that. Like, I, I didn't know anything about God really, but I recognized that this somehow was a God moment. No one had taught me. No one, had, I, I, just, I just knew that somehow this was God speaking to my heart and mind. And I was like, no, 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 but I knew it. And so then my response was, well, yes, God. It was a hard yes. It was a big yes. It was the thing I loved most in the world at that time. And, and you know, for years to come, I would pray regularly. I, I did what I thought God wanted me to do. I'll pray regularly. Well, God, what if you open that door for me now? What if I, oh, I could be such a good example in that space now? And, and I prayed that prayer for years. In fact, I didn't stop praying that prayer till I was 40. I, 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 I knew from Scripture how God had raised up people past their prime to do incredible things for him. And I thought, well, if God can do that with them, he can do that with me. And then, and then eventually I just went, but you know, that, that yes, which may seem big or small to you, that yes was massive for me. But it became so pivotal in my life. It, it really set the tone and the course of my life in a way I, I couldn't really have imagined. I'm so thankful for that yes to God, which in the moment seemed like the world, but retrospectively was one of the great decisions I ever made in my life that I wouldn't have made without God's intervention. So, you know, just remember it's coming. Your next yes is coming and it's an opportunity for us as we move towards it. Yes to God. Um, it might seem hard sometimes in the moment or easy. It might be a bold move or it might be a scary step, whatever it is, just saying yes to God because the next opportunity to say yes to God is coming. So number one is, keep it simple, number two is it's coming. Number three is it will show up. And what I mean is, the effect of the decisions will show up in a powerful way. In the end, our yes to God will show up 
in our lives. It's just how it works. And so I just want to encourage you, let's be continuing to say yes to God. It will show up. And my youngest brother is 17 years younger than me. And when I was in my 20s making some of the decisions we talked about, my, my brother Mark, who's just a year younger than me, said to my youngest brother, he said, hey, um, watch Darren's life. He said, because although it doesn't look like what he's doing is working right now, you watch what God does with that. And it was only a few years ago, my youngest brother rang me and he said, hey, Dad, you know, Mark gave me this advice years ago and I've watched it. And at that stage, he'd been watching it for maybe as long as he, you know, like 17 years or something like that. And he said, I've seen it show up. I've seen those yeses to God along the way. And I've seen the effect and the fruit of that ultimately show up in your life. I've been watching for a long time. And he was saying as a, as a testimony to how to build his own faith and, 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 and honor to God. It does show up. The yes to God, whether it's a one-off pivotal yes or the incremental effect of yes, the collective of yes, as we follow after Jesus, it does show up in our life in powerful ways. And so just remember, it will show up. Just stay with your yes to God. Number four, as I wrap this today, is you know just to determine right here, right now, as it relates to your next yes to God, let's be the one. May you be the one. You know, let's not take a lead from the crowd like in the story Jesus told. Let's not be part of the mass, just giving their reason, their polite excuse. But let's be the one who says yes. Even if most people around you aren't saying, most people around you are saying no or not now or not yet. May you be the one who says yes to God. You know, when, when one man um, said, I will go, it changed everything in the book. Uh, where we read about Isaiah. Never let the temperature of the masses affect your yes to God. Never let the no's of others be the reason that you give a no or postponement. But instead, let God's invitation to you and to me, let it be the very thing that we say yes to. God's next command. May we be the people that say yes to it. Let's be the one. God's next prompting. May we be the people that say yes to it. God's next stirring of our heart. May we be the kind of people that when others might say no or others might hit pause, that we'd be the people that absolutely say yes to him. Let's be the one as it relates to our next yes to God. Be the one. Be the person that takes a lead. Be the one who says yes to God and lives beyond our comfort zone, in God's grace zone, in God's above and beyond and favor and blessing and purpose zone. The one who says yes to God and finds they're perpetually connecting with their God appointed next. Let's be those kind of people. And so I wonder, as I wrap, I wonder what your next yes to God is. Oh, if it's right in front of you right now, make the decision today that it's a yes from you that it's a yes to God. And remember, if you're not in the middle of one of those moments, that it is coming towards you. Get ready. Get ready to say yes to God. I, I believe on the back of this message, there's going to be yeses that he's bringing people to. May you and I be the ones who say yes to him in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday and we'll see you soon.
Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.